0: Instead of creating some big, long New Year's resolution that feels like you're not going to be able to do it, you're just going to fail, you can have these bite-sized things that you can put in place.
1: The idea of the rhythms of life, right? Like what I heard in the things that you're doing related to the rhythms of life and related to fresh starts. And this idea of giving to God what really belongs to Him and trusting Him that He's going to make the rest more fruitful.
0: Welcome to A Jew and a Gentile Discuss. I'm your host, Carly Berna.
1: And I'm Ezra Benjamin.
0: We're a Jew and a Gentile who both believe in Jesus, believe that God is doing something unique among the Jewish people around the world. And our goal is to inform you on matters affecting you in the Christian world. So hopefully we're the first to tell you, Happy New Year's. By the time this podcast is coming out, it should be almost New Year's, or you may be listening to it afterwards. But that's what we're gonna talk about today is New Year's resolutions, thoughts from... Uh, the Jewish perspective and the Christian's perspective. So let's discuss. So Ezra, just kind of to start off, are you someone who sets New Year's resolutions?
1: Good question. Before I answer that, since I'm kind of avoiding your question, let me say to our audience, uh, as we say in Hebrew, shana which we would typically say uh, which means to a good and a sweet new year. Uh, we typically say that around Rosh Hashanah in September, October, but we'll say it now since it's almost January first. Um, and it's funny, Carly. I was I was walking through Target the other day, and you know normally like around this time of year, the Christmas stuff is out. The Hanukkah, you know, there's like the token Hanukkah end cap at Target here in Phoenix, uh, which sells out two weeks before Hanukkah begins. But then next to that, they start the New Year's stuff. And instead of, you know, like normally there's the glasses and there's the little Irish hat or whatever it is. And they normally say the year. So, like, I'm expecting to see all this stuff that says 2021, but it doesn't. Everything said goodbye 2020 because what a stinking year it's been. And we're more focused on ending that. Who knows what 2021 is going to hold? But the important thing is 2020 is over. Ciao. And so, anyway, it's kind of funny how things changed this year. But now to answer your question that I was avoiding. Do I set New Year's resolutions? I'm an Enneagram 3 for those who kind of track with Enneagram. So I'm a I'm an achiever naturally. And New Year's resolutions both uh, interest and terrify me. They interest me because it gives me boxes to check. But they terrify me because the concept of like, I'm going to change this or start this or stop that uh, or amend this for the next 365 days is very possibly and maybe probably unachievable. And so it freaks me out. So I think about New Year's resolutions, and by 9 p.m. on December 31st, I'm usually holding a glass of something bubbly and have stopped thinking about New Year's resolutions, but maybe I should start again. Anyway, and that's why we're doing this podcast. Uh, what about you?
0: Yeah, I'm an Enneagram one for those if we're staying in the Enneagram thing. So I'm like someone who strategically plans out everything. Um I don't really like the idea of resolutions, but more, I think for me, it's about goals. I think about like, what, what do I want to change by the end of this year? And what would it have to take for me to get there? So I, I do set goals, but I don't really think of them as much as like resolutions. Um, But based on what you just said, I assume you're not going to be like giving up your peanut butter cup addiction next year
1: no i'm I'm nursing uh, a mint chocolate lint truffle on my desk right now, and peanut butter cups are absolutely not on the list of things I plan to uh, give over in the interest of a healthier life. but you know, I'll prayerfully consider. So everybody's listening, oh, I don't see them as New Year I, I don't see them as resolutions. I see them as goals. And half of our audience is going, that's right, They're goals, they're achievable. And the other half of the audience, which may or may not include me, is going, must be nice. So anyway, regardless of how you feel about New Year's resolutions, we wanted to just give you a little Christian and Jewish context and kind of kick that around a bit as we finish this uh, Gregorian calendar year and head into 2021. Um, So Carly, I want to throw in kind of the Jewish context here of the idea of New Year's. We know Rosh Hashanah is the Jewish New Year. Uh, At least that's traditionally how it's understood and kind of what we call the days of awe on the Jewish calendar. So Rosh Hashanah and then these 10 days of kind of reflection and repentance um, where we remember that God is in fact God and that he's on his throne and that we are created beings. We are not gods ourselves and that we have a responsibility to him to live in holiness. And I think that's a Jewish and a Christian idea. Originally a Jewish one before Jesus came to earth. Uh, It was this time of kind of repentance and reflection and really taking stock of our lives. Um, And so that's the idea with uh, Rosh Hashanah, which means head of the year. But actually on the Jewish calendar, Rosh Hashanah happens in Tishrei, which is the seventh month on the Jewish calendar. So what's the first month? The first month is Nisan. That's the second new year in Jewish thought. And that comes from um, Exodus 12.2 where God's uh, you know, using Moses and doing all kinds of signs and wonders and bringing plagues on Egypt to spit the Israelites out, if you will, from, uh, from Egypt into a free life, which begins in the wilderness for what became 40 years because of wanderings and unbelief and disobedience. But uh, God speaks through Moses to, to the Israelites and says, this month, Nisan, uh, on the Jewish calendar, shall be the first of months for you. And so why is that the new year? I think, you know, the rabbis say it's because the change in mindset from generations of bondage, of slavery, to being a free people headed towards a free land required a change in the calendar. And it's a really cool thought, I think, you know, and because now we have a change in the calendar that's sort of already set for us, December rolling into January 2020, headed to 2021. And so I think it's, it's an interesting thing, right, to kind of take stock of our own lives and say, is there anything that I'm in bondage to, or anything that's controlling me more than I'm controlling it. And maybe a change in the calendar is a great opportunity to remember that I'm a free person in the Lord, Uh, or to say, look, that's what I should be and I'm not, so how do I get there? So that's kind of the second uh, New Year idea. And then there's actually four New Years, if you ask the rabbis, on the Jewish calendar. So I just mentioned the two biggies. The third one uh, happens in the springtime, and Uh, it's, It's actually known as the new year for planting or the new year for trees on the agricultural calendar. And then the fourth new year that could be counted, very obscure, but it's in there in rabbinical thought, is right before Tishrei, right before the seventh month on the Jewish calendar. Uh, is the month of Elul. It's the sixth month on the Jewish calendar. And that was sort of the reset for temple sacrifice for animals, which you brought for sin offering for peace offering to kind of get right with the Lord, thank him for what he'd done. And so out of 12 months, or if, you know, uh, 13 months, depending on which Hebrew year it is, and whether it's a Jewish leap year or not, more on that in another episode, out of 12 or 13 months, Carly, you have four new year opportunities. Why? Because I think God knew and and the rabbis understand even today, we need a fresh start and at least once a year, at least January, December into January, but maybe even more than that, we just need fresh starts. So changing our mindset, changing our behavior, taking stock of our lives, getting right with God, uh, maybe mending relationships that are out of order. That's a very Jewish concept around the new year, around Rosh Hashanah. Uh, Is there anybody that I'm in conflict with? I said things I wish I didn't say and I need to go ask for forgiveness. Anybody who maybe I'm offended at and I need to let them know I'm offended so that there can be a restoration or a reconciliation. New Year's is a great time for that. And then finally, one of the hardest people to forgive, maybe for some of us, The hardest person on earth to forgive is ourselves. So I think New Year's in Jewish thought is a great opportunity to acknowledge what we committed to ourselves in 2020 that didn't end up happening and saying, you know, because I'm in the Lord, because I'm in Jesus, Yeshua, and I've been forgiven much, I can actually turn that towards myself and forgive myself. If we can't forgive ourselves, our chances of a fresh start are probably slim to none. So uh, getting right with God, getting right with one another, getting right with ourselves and starting fresh. That's kind of the Jewish concept of the new year. What about in the Christian world, New Year's? What's other than December to January, which is just sort of a uh, secular thought? What's the Christian concept of New Year or resolutions?
0: So before I answer that, just curious, because I hadn't really heard of the four different New Year's. Do you as a Jewish believer celebrate those four New Year's?
1: No, no. Well, let me give you a very Jewish answer. Yes and no. Uh, <laughs> I say that almost every podcast. I celebrate, uh, I, I acknowledge, I'll say, like the first month, Nisan, because that's right around Passover time. So it's another time of kind of... Uh, taking stock of of ourselves and our own need for the blood of a lamb. And in my world, in my belief, that's Jesus. It's Yeshua, the pure and spotless lamb who died for the sins of the world. And so Nisan's an important time for me for reflection around uh, March or April, depending on how it falls. And then, of course, Rosh Hashanah. Um, My wife is Israeli, so she's more familiar with uh, this holiday called Tuba Shvat, the month of Shvat, end of winter, beginning of spring, where traditionally Israelis go out and they plant a tree. Uh, and actually when Israel became a state, there were next to no trees, believe it or not. It was just sort of desert, and many parts of Israel still are today. So you go out and you plant a tree, and you say, okay, this is kind of a new a new opportunity for new life. The new you know, sapling represents new life. I don't personally do that here in the States. In Phoenix, you can't really plant a tree. You can plant a cactus, but uh, we don't really do that so much. And then um, Elul, uh, I wouldn't say I consider it a new year, but uh, it's sort of gearing up for the Rosh Hashanah season. So uh, yes and no. Uh, I think the biggies for most Jewish people, especially in the States and Canada, uh, are Rosh Hashanah and then Passover time.
0: Yeah, I, I think whether or not you know you celebrate all four of those, it's always a good reminder that we can have a fresh start. Because sometimes we think, oh, we didn't do our New Year's resolution or we failed at it. Well, I got to wait until next January before I start over again. But remembering, no, we can have a new fresh start You know, every day with the Lord if we want to. Um, but I think from, you know, the Christian perspective, as many of our listeners are, part of it is just this, this renewal. And I think for myself, every time I go to the communion table, it's like a, a, a New Year's in a way, as I'm saying, what are the things that I need to ask for forgiveness for? What are the new commitments I want to make to the Lord, whether that's weekly or monthly, however often you do that. Um, but for myself, and like I was just explaining, a lot of it has to do with obedience. I want a deeper relationship with the Lord. And um, the more that I can obey uh, him, listen to him and obey him, you know, the, the closer my walk will be with him. Um, and when I was looking this up in the Bible, and you can give me more Hebrew context, the, the Hebrew word for obey, which is used over a thousand times is Shema. Is that the same Shema that we often talk about in Deuteronomy?
1: Yeah, I think so, because it's not like the word and kind of the famous declaration from Deuteronomy 6 in the Bible for Israel is, and those who have been to a a synagogue, maybe to visit or a temple and wherever you live, or those from a Jewish background, know this already. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one in Hebrew is actually Shema Yisrael. And so this word Shema related to the word "Shama," as you said, it's the same root. And the idea is to listen, not just to listen like I listen to music, but to hear in such a way as it demands a response from me. And the response to a holy God is, of course, obedience. So yeah, the idea of obedience in the new year, hearing what God's saying more clearly, which demands a response of obedience.
0: Yeah, yeah, that totally makes sense. Um, I think some of the different if we were giving out free New Year's resolution ideas could come from the greatest commandment that's stated in the Bible, love God with all your heart, soul, and mind, and to love your neighbor as yourself. That could be something that a New Year's resolution could be based off of. Uh, for myself, over the past couple of years, uh, I was paying attention to Joshua one eight. Keep this book of the law always on your lips. Meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do everything written in it. I know a lot of Christians often start a Bible plan in January, and usually they don't get very far once they get to Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy, etc., before they fall off. But um, there's other ways to uh, put the Bible at the the forefront if that's what you're trying to do. For myself, a couple of things I've done is uh, last year I— tithe 10% of my time each day to reading the Bible. So whether you take that as waking hours or all hours, uh, which is a lot of time if you think about it, over an hour for sure, or over two hours if you're looking at the whole day. Um, And then I also, this year, one thing I did is when I woke up, I just made sure that the only thing I looked at first was the Bible. Even if it was one sentence, scripture was the first thing I looked at. So it was kind of an easy ask. It wasn't something I could really fall off of because it was a pretty easy promise to keep to myself, read at least one sentence of scripture before I do anything else. Uh, as well as we talked earlier on the podcast about Sabbath and um, I- I've done a digital Sabbath where I take a couple hours and I just do not look at any type of technology, you know, phone, computer, email, etc. And it's always just a good refreshing every week. Uh, and then another piece of scripture that I think is great for new year's resolutions is first Thessalonians 5 16 to 18, which says rejoice, always pray continually, give thanks in all circumstances for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. So, you know, that, that could be, make sure you're praying when you're waking up or to have a gratitude journal before you go to bed, uh, work on some type of rejoicing, whether that's, you know, just listening to worship music, uh, in place of you know, the news or something else you're listening to just involving those things. Uh, But instead of creating some big, long, you know, New Year's resolution that feels like you're not going to be able to do it, you're just going to fail, you can have these bite-sized things uh, that you can put in place. And I know that's one thing we wanted to talk about is if we look going forward, you know, resolutions for this upcoming year, 2021, what is it in Jewish thought Uh, that you could take to kind of help us as we're thinking about resolutions going forward?
1: Yeah, it's a good question, Carly. I'm going to springboard on what you shared. I mean, thematically from what you're sharing, I heard, you know, in terms of a a Shabbat or a Sabbath, uh, both a Jewish and a Christian concept, originally a Jewish one, the idea of the rhythms of life, right? Like what I heard in the things that you're doing related to the rhythms of life and related to Fresh Starts and this idea of giving to God what really belongs to him and trusting him that he's going to make make the rest more fruitful. So whether that's tithing, money and you've gotten off track on that. And you're feeling kind of a a conviction about that as you face uh, 2021, especially with all the financial uncertainty in 2020, maybe some of us just said, you know what, I need to hold on to this. And God's sort of, you know, tapping your heart and saying, ah, you know, a portion of that belongs to me. And I can do more with what's left over than if you hold on to the whole thing. And that's time also, maybe some of us like I've been there, like I'm, you know, try to be obedient, you know, giving a tithe of my money, but Tithing my time, oh gosh. Well, that's precious cargo, you know. Like I don't know if I can do it, but God can do more with the remnant than He can with uh, if we retain the whole. So the rhythms of life and tithing, giving to God what belongs to Him, uh, are very Jewish thoughts, uh, Christian as well. And I think. You know, some of us, myself included, again, are going, man, you know, okay, reading the Bible first thing, great, giving God X, you know, number of minutes or hours per day, okay, good, but I don't really know if I can sustain that for a year. And in Jewish thought, every month, uh, and the Hebrew calendar, by the way, isn't tied to uh, the sun, it's tied to the moon, which is generally about a 28-day cycle, so a Hebrew month, give or take, lasts 28 days and every time it's a new moon, there's a new month, and there's actually a celebration. The more religious you are in the Jewish community, the more you celebrate uh, every new month. There's actually a festival, and that can be good. I mean, if it's if religious ceremonies mask disobedience in the heart of man, you know, God's not so thrilled, and we see that in the prophets. Um, but the concept of a new You know, maybe you've seen it as you read the Old Testament and said, what what the heck's going on here? The New Moon Festival? Well, just translate that in your mind, New Month Festival. And it was the Jewish celebration that it's a new month. Every 28, 29 days, it's an opportunity for a fresh start. And I think, you know, maybe maybe you're not ready to make a 2021 resolution. Maybe like me, you're uh, absolutely terrified at the idea of making one and then not keeping it. Maybe make a January resolution or even a 21 day right? Like uh, I don't know if I can change this dietary habit. I don't know if I can change how I you know, use my time. I don't know if I can quit all the you know complaining or as we call it in the Jewish world and Yiddish fetching I do. I don't know if I can sustain that for a whole year, but let me do it for 21 days or let me do it for a month. And then let me look in February and say, what resolution can I make then? And maybe I can keep going and then March. And so I think take biting off what you can chew Is a great way to start and that's what i'm gonna do like i'm thinking okay i i don't know what i'm gonna do in 2021 but i'm getting a lot of clarity about what i need to do and what i want to do in january uh so that's one way to think about it and then uh again anything kind of like what what should my resolutions be dietary time wise habits what's coming out of my mouth i think we've all given each other permission to some degree in 2020 to just like spew toxins out of our mouth with our words And, you know, a lot of us like at the at the grocery stores, right, all the holiday food gives way to the detox diet stations. Right. So instead of like lemon meringue pie, now you just buy a 40 pound sack of lemons and do a detox for 10 days, which is disgusting. But anyway, I'm sure it's good for you on some level. But what about my words do I need to detox? Like 2020 was a toxic year in terms of the language that we all somehow Gave each other permission to say to one another. And maybe I got to detox things coming out of my mouth.
0: I think 21 days seems like something that anyone could do, right? Especially after going through 2020, it might feel like, oh my gosh, 2020 was a horrible year. Now I need to set all these goals, whatever. Just 21 days. What's one thing that happened in 2020 that, you know, you want to forget and move forward with just how can I change this one thing in 21 days?
1: Right. So we're officially coining that, Carly. We'll print it on T-shirts or something. I don't know what we're going to do, but you've heard it here first. A Jew and a Gentile discuss what's your 21 in 21, bite-sized chunk of a New Year's resolution uh, for this new year.
0: Yeah. Actually, comment or post, send that to us. We'd love to hear what they are. Like, what is the thing you're saying in 2021? I commit to this for 21 days.
1: Awesome. Now I got to think of one. We just put everybody on the spot. I put our, I put us on the spot. So we'll have to post something too. I've got three days to think about it anyways. So another thing, just like reflecting on, reflecting on 2020, Carly, you know, it was COVID right March. You know, we started hearing about it in December, January, it was a thing in February, and then it's the thing in March and continues to this day. And we're hearing maybe there'll be a vaccine in 2021. Well, not maybe, but, you know, there is, but am I going to have access to it? Do I have to take it? What's going to happen with all of this? There's still uncertainty, but I think the nature of how I'm even thinking about resolutions for next year has really been affected by 2020, by a COVID-19 year. Uh, What do I mean by that? I'm, you know, there's been so much uncertainty. I think I've been challenged, and in some cases, I or we have all been forced to live now, right? Like- normally at the end of a year, I've got my Jewish voice calendar out and I'm saying 10 months from now, I'm buying a plane ticket to go to this country and we're going to do this ministry among this Jewish community in this part of the world. And then there's going to be this conference and all of that this year sort of went out the window. I don't know what's going to happen 10 months from now, but I know what's happening now and I know who's around me now. And I can just kind of live in the moment and appreciate what I have. So I think you know, is a big one. Maybe some of us need to make a resolution about valuing the people in our lives more, uh, especially as things have become more virtual and the ability to get together used to be a given, but now it's almost a luxury. Like, who do I need to get together with? Who do I need to keep in touch with? Maybe I'm sort of isolated at home in this kind of virtual environment now, and I've got to be a real human being again. And how can I do that in a safe way? So maybe things like that. And then also, you know, there's just been so much with cancellations and with maybe uh, on, on either side of the aisle, people's disappointment about what happened or didn't happen politically in 2020. Pastor Mike Maiden here in Phoenix uh, has an awesome ministry, uh, just kind of a really international thing and is, and is super tuned in as well to what God's doing with Israel and the Jewish people. And he... He often says like the disciples shook the dust off their feet when they didn't have a good experience in one city. He says, don't carry the dust of yesterday's disappoint- yesterday's disappointments into tomorrow's opportunities. And it's a really cool concept. And maybe some of us just as a resolution in January of 2021 need to consciously like rid ourselves of the dust of the disappointment of everything that didn't happen this year. Because if we carry the weight of that or the guilt of that or the shame of that, it it almost preempts 2021 being a year uh, where good things can happen. So
0: that's a great takeaway. Don't carry the disappointment of 2020 into the possibility of 2021.
1: Yeah. So cool. So uh, we've given you, you know, I don't know that we gave a lot of specific New Year's resolutions, uh, whether that's going to be for you, dietary, uh, habit-based, words, relationships, uh, start doing, stop doing, keep doing, whatever it is, that's for you to figure out. But we hope we've given you some some Jewish thinking on the matter and some Christian concepts here. 2021, in the Lord, Carly, we really believe this can be a great year. What is it going to hold? Who knows? Right? Who know, you know, Paul said, don't say today or tomorrow I'm going to go to this city and do this or buy and sell that. Say if God wills, uh, this is what's going to happen. And I think we can say God willing, and we really believe he is. I hope you listening at home believe he is too. God willing. It's going to be an awesome year full of personal growth, full of meaningful relationships, full of opportunities to share on these darkest days of the year, at least in the northern hemisphere, to share that light of the world. Uh, Darkness cannot overcome light. Light will always overcome darkness. So as we finished Hanukkah a few days ago and are looking at the new year, remember that uh, Jesus Yeshua told us as believers in him, Jewish or Gentile, we are the light of the world and that that's not supposed to be kept under a basket. It's supposed to be up on a hill shining. So uh, that's something I'm thinking about as I round out and kind of close the books on 2020. How can I be more of a light to my family, to my community, to those around me uh, who really are walking in darkness and who are without hope and full of anxiety and uncertainty uh, in 2021? May we all be lights uh, as Jesus has called us to be. So those are our thoughts. You know. Carly, in 2021, we're more committed than ever to partnering with great ministries here in Israel, in Africa, to reach Jewish people who, for whom maybe the light is just flickering or the light of hope has been snuffed out and there needs to be a restoration of hope. And we at A Jew and a Gentile Discuss are all about uh, partnering with great ministries around the world to meet real practical needs, spiritual, emotional, physical in the name of yeshua in the name of jesus in order to earn the right to share what's most important the true light of the world yeshua jesus and so if you want to be involved in partnering with us as we partner with others we have a great way for you to get involved the jew and a Gentile all the details are there we'd love for you to become a monthly partner with us and as a thanks for that i'm sipping some right now we want to send you some delicious delicious coffee Uh, Lost Tribes Coffee Company is the company and and the uh, proceeds uh, from that go to serve Jewish people in need around the world. And we want to send you some of those delicious beans uh, and that delicious ground coffee as a thank you for your partnership with us. Again, all the details are online at Discuss.org. Thanks for thinking about it as you think about your 2021 budget, partnering with us to be a blessing to Jewish people in need all around the world.
0: Yeah. Thanks, Ezra. I think uh, Ezra definitely won't be giving up coffee in 2021.
1: Absolutely not.
0: <laughs> but uh, that's something I gave up a couple years ago. So Ezra and I are different in that way. Um, but yeah, if, if that's something you're interested in, all the details on the website, it's a really great opportunity to uh, partner with us and help people all around the world this upcoming year. We want to thank you guys so much for listening. If you want to hear more episodes, you can subscribe to this podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. would also love if you leave us a review, share this podcast with someone you know who might be interested in the content. You can also follow us on social media at the handle A Jew and A Gentile Discuss. If there's anything you want us to discuss or any questions you have, you can submit your questions on the website. We'll hopefully answer them in a future episode. And thanks so much for listening to A Jew and a Gentile Discuss. Happy New Year to all of you. And we'll talk to you next week for another episode. The show is a production of Jewish Voice Ministries International.